In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's the middle of the night in San Jose, California, where Atlanta United defeated the San Jose Earthquakes. 4-3 to three on Wednesday in one of the weirder, wilder games in MLS this season, a game that featured the nightmare scenario for the video assistant referee and replay system, one that no league in the world wants to see and that I'll get into in just a little bit. Uh, the 4-3 win included goals uh, from Nick Lima and Danny Husson of San Jose, followed by a rocket of a goal from Atlanta United Hector Viaba in the third minute of injury time in the first half. Vaco scored for San Jose in the 58th minute, a pretty little dribble on goal. And then things got really, really weird. In the 67th minute or so, Hector Viaba hit a cross that hit Magnus Eriksson in the arm. Atlanta United wanted a handball. Play continued. San Jose took it down to the other end. Atlanta United looked to have lost its concentration. Uh, on the counterattack, the ball went to Chris Wondolowski. Easy goal, pulled him to what would be within two of Landon Donovan's all-time MLS scoring record. Not so fast. The referee signaled that he wanted to go look at VAR. He did. Uh, there's a diff- there's a little bit of a discrepancy in the amount of time it took from the potential handball on one end of the field down to the other. This is Fotis Bazakos, is the referee. He did the review, came all the way back to the middle of the field, grabbed the ball, pointed to the other penalty spot at the other end of the field, signaled a handball against Erickson. Joseph Martinez stepped up, converted the penalty. Suddenly it went from San Jose leading 4-1 to one to Atlanta United trailing 3-2. to two. Miguel Almiron tied it in the 73rd minute with his 12th goal this season. And then in the fifth minute of stoppage time, Barco found Almiron, who had a cross for Martinez to head in for his 30th goal this season and to secure the 4-3 win. The win pushes Atlanta United to 60 points. It is their 10th win on the road this season, which is an MLS record in the post-shootout era. It is their 32nd point on the road this season which ties the post-shootout record set by Seattle in 2011, I believe it is. It's the first time that Atlanta United came back from a two-goal deficit to get a result this season. As I said earlier, it's their 60th point, puts them four ahead of New York Red Bulls, which is huge in the Supporters' Shield standings. And now Atlanta United is on pace to break the record set by Toronto of 69 points in a season. Atlanta United has five games left to do so. All they need is three wins and a draw. The schedule includes Real Salt Lake on Saturday, the New York Red Bulls, 
and then a couple of other games that Chicago, Toronto, and New England, uh, I believe it is, teams that are struggling a little bit this season. So, that was the fun. Uh, the other big news tonight, there was an ESPN report, I, I even hesitate to call it a report, earlier today, uh, that Martino was going to leave Atlanta United at the end of the season. The report cited a credible source. It was, wasn't written. It was only said on an ESPN broadcast. I asked Martino about this after the game. He said nothing has changed in the past uh, 10 days to two weeks. He has a formal contract extension proposal from Atlanta United. He's reviewing that. The deadline to do so is October the 1st. He said he's going to review it very carefully. Martino is, of course, the subject of speculation with several national team jobs, uh, including Mexico, Paraguay, the United States, and Argentina. So he's a hot commodity. He's done great things with Atlanta United, leading into the playoffs last season in their first season. They're the favorite to win the MLS Cup and the Supporters Shield this season. He has a little bit of leverage. Atlanta United has deep pockets. So it may just come down to what Martino wants to do next. He's never really stayed in one place very long, but he is building something here that could be sustainable if he chooses to stay. So it's going to be interesting to watch this. Um, after the game, we spoke with Michael Parkhurst, uh, who didn't have the best game, Miguel Almiron, who, of course, had a very good game, and Gerardo Martino. I'm going to share those interviews with you here uh, in their entirety at the end of this Southern Fried Soccer podcast. I hope, as always, you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. I hope you'll follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I posted the game story from Atlanta United. I posted a Martino story. If I can stay awake long enough, I'm going to write something about this nightmare scenario that happened tonight uh, for the video assistant referee system uh, in San Jose, which was, of course, playing under Steve Ralston, uh, interim manager after a star was fired yesterday uh, by San Jose's ownership. So the first interview is going to be Gerardo Martino. It's a few minutes. The second interview is going to be Miguel Almiron, and then I'm going to wrap up with Michael Parkhurst. So, again, here we go with Gerardo Martino. Was it as crazy down on the field as it looked like from the press box? Si fue tan loco ahí al lado que pareció de diario. Sí, igual no tenemos, más allá de la alegría por haber dado vuelta a un partido estábamos dos goles abajo no tenemos que perder de vista la gran cantidad de errores que cometimos y que nos llevaron a casi perder el partido ¿no? yeah even though we're happy with you know turning the game around and coming back from two goals down we can't lose sight of the fact of all the, the errors that we made tonight and you know how we got into that situation in the first place get back to that in a second but what does it say about the team that I think this is the first time all season you rallied from two goals down uh, to get a result. Este, 
y eso también es algo valioso que tenemos que rescatar, pero está claro que en otra situación y con un rival, eh, digamos, de, de los que pelean la punta del campeonato, seguramente hubiéramos pedido por una cantidad de goles importante. Yeah, I think it shows that the team, the team had a lot of spirit tonight, and that's what I think we can rescue from this game that we're able to, you know, to fight back and be able to get a comeback. But uh, if if we would have played like that against a team who's fighting at the top of the table, I think we could have lost this game by, um, you know, a few goals. So there's things to work on. Was there a commonality to the mistakes that were being made, particularly on defense tonight? Si viste algo en común en los errores. No, en común eh, no, creo que los goles fueron todos diferentes El primero, para mí, más allá de lo que diga el VAR, lo acabamos de volver a ver eh, Inicia con una mano de Eriksen, muy clara este, Y nos sorprenden con una pelota cruzada a la espalda El segundo eh, es una pelota larga que normalmente debemos resolver bien y, y no pudimos hacerlo y el tercero, algo que habíamos visto, la particularidad que tiene Baco de jugar un uno contra tres y salir airoso y, y ganar ese uno contra tres, lo habíamos visto, ha hecho muchos goles de esa misma manera y, y hoy volvió a repetir, salió de tres jugadores nuestros y hizo el gol. Así que muchos errores, pero todos diferentes. No, I think the goals were all different, uh, so the errors were different. The first one, um, we just looked at the replay and we think it started with a handball on Erickson and then they have a long pass and they're able to get behind our defense for the goal. El segundo no me acuerdo. El segundo es una pelota larga que normalmente se resuelve bien y a nosotros nos costó el gol. The second one was just a long ball that usually we're able to deal with, but on this occasion we weren't and it turned into a goal. And then the third goal was, uh, you know, just Baco going something that we had seen and looked at before this game is his ability to, to do that and he takes on three guys and, and he's able to to score that way. I know that you're not a fan of VAR and the replay system. What is your opinion after what happened tonight? No, mi opinión es que llegamos a, esa, a esta situación que, que genera malestar en la gente por algo que fue muy claro para mí. Hasta nosotros vimos las manos en, en, el, en el centro de Tito y debió haber sido penal en ese mismo momento sin necesidad de que la pelota recorra todo el campo y termine con gol de, de San José. Yeah, for, I mean, for us, uh, we thought it was a handball in real time. We could see from the bench uh, that it was a clear handball when Tito crossed the ball. Um, so if the referee calls it the first time, then, you know, they don't have the opportunity to go down and score. Anything else for Tata? Yeah. There, there, there was a report on ESPN tonight, uh, Pereira, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you are resigning from Atlanta United. He cited a credible source. No, no, no cambió nada de lo que hablamos la semana pasada. Es más, eh, hemos tenido una segunda reunión con la dirigencia de Atlanta, eh, ya con una propuesta formal de, de Atlanta, la cual vamos a analizar seriamente y vamos a tomar el tiempo necesario para seguir conversando y, y ver el futuro. Pero nada cambió desde la semana pasada porque además... Entendemos que lo más importante es el equipo y la marcha que tenemos y seguir conservando la punta del campeonato. No, nothing has changed since uh, last week on this subject, um, but 
I've had another meeting with Atlanta, uh, and they made a, a formal proposal. So it's something that we're going to analyze very seriously, um, you know, and take our time deciding. But as I've said, I don't want to take anything away from the team because we have a lot of uh, a lot of things still to play for this year, and, and we're focused on that. So just so I'm clear, if that report is wrong. Así que ese reporte está incorrecto. Habría que preguntarle a quien dio el reporte y yo particularmente lo autorizo a si, si lo tuviera que autorizar yo autorizo a que dé la fuente que diga quién quién le dijo lo que él anunció no tengo más para decir yeah you have to ask the reporter uh, you know to reveal his source and to see who it is but uh, you know that's what I would say is see who the source is not you you're not the source. No, okay. No, I don't even know it. All right. Good. Thanks, guys. Now, Miguel Almiron. What does this say about Atlanta United that you're able to come back from this deficit and win tonight? Bueno, ¿qué dice el equipo que se puede remontar en esa manera? No, creo que eso demuestra la unidad que tiene el grupo. Demuestra también lo que que lo que yo venía diciendo que los jugadores, los compañeros que están entrando hacen de la mejor manera eh, y eso es muy importante para nosotros que estamos dentro de la cancha. Yeah, I think it shows the unity that we have within this group and it also shows what I've been saying lately that guys who come on, um, you know, the substitutes are doing a really good job um, and, and, you know, that was, that was really important for us. In the 67th minute, what did... What did you see that happened on the handball and when the ball went down the other way and scored? ¿Qué viste en esa jugada donde, bueno, al principio no cobró mano y luego se cambió? Penalti, yo sé. Sí, no, sí, ¿qué, qué viste en, en esa jugada donde no, no cobró yo... y ellos marcaron? No, eh, nosotros nos quedamos protestando eh, porque claramente fue mano. Creo que eso fue la desconcentración que tuvimos y ellos pudieron hacer el gol, pero... Yeah, we were protesting because we thought it was a handball, and I think we lost our concentration, and they went down and scored. Um, but luckily, or thanks to God, uh, there was justice on the play, and, and it came back and turned into a goal. Anything else for Miguel? Yeah, well, what was going on? The offense y'all seemed to be running into each other a lot in the first half, kind of losing a little bit of patience. Was that just a result of the fatigue from the other day, or just trying a little bit too hard? Eh, dice en el primer tiempo había, no sé, miscomunicación o fatiga, si crees que eso fue porque habían jugado hace unos pocos días o qué opinas? No, él nos vio fatigado a nosotros. Did you see them fatigue? He's asking. Did I see who fatigued? Those guys fatigue. No, that's what I'm asking. I don't know. Dice que no sé por eso. No, nosotros no estábamos fatigados. Eh, fue un partido difícil, es un rival difícil. Todos los partidos... Son difíciles, creo que todos están jugando una final más contra nosotros. Eh, nosotros tuvimos un partido hace tres días atrás eh, y nada, creo que los compañeros hicieron un gran esfuerzo para poder lograr una victoria. No, we weren't fatigued. Uh, it was a difficult game against a difficult opponent and uh, a lot of teams play us like it's a final. Um, so, you know, we, we played three days ago, but we came back out here and we put in a great effort. Anything else? All right, thanks guys. And now, Michael Parkhurst. That had to be one of the weirdest games you've ever played. It had everything, that's for sure. Uh, I've played in some crazy games, and that's, uh, that's right, right up towards the top. Were you aware that 
the referee was looking at a handball and not like offsides on Wondolowski on that play? Yeah, we had told him. Uh, we had asked him if he was going to look at the handball. So uh, we knew that he was looking at that or the offside. And so that, I mean, it's called the nightmare scenario by MLS referees. Yeah. And could you sense any change in San Jose after everything got flipped around like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it changes the game, you know, 4-1 to 3-2 right away. Uh, it gives us momentum. You know, as soon as that goes in, you know, we get the feeling that, you know, we're destined to get a, at least a point out of this game. And what does it say about the team that y'all were able to come back in injury time, get the win? increase the lead on Red Bulls. Yeah, the, the mentality of the team is really strong. Um, there was no quit. You know, we uh, we just kept going. We kept going. It wasn't it wasn't our night tonight defensively, obviously. We had a lot of mistakes and, and gave up some goals. But, um, you know, we hung in there. We hung in there. And, uh, you know, three points is three points. What did you expect because of the attitude, coaching change, team was nothing to lose? Is this kind of what you expect in terms of the intensity from San Jose? Yeah, no, we, we know that they're a dangerous team offensively. We talked about it, that uh, they've lost uh, some high-scoring games this year and that their offense is very capable of scoring good goals, and they proved it tonight. Um, but we also knew that we were going to be able to create our chances and score our goals, and, uh, you know, that's how it turned out. What was going on defensively tonight, other than y'all couldn't stand up? Um, yeah, just... Lost our battles um, all over the place. Um, moments of lapses mentally and physically. Um, you know, things we need to shore up for sure. But um, six points from these two road games is massive. And now we go home for um, trying to finish it out nine for nine. This has been another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I hope you'll follow me, Doug Robertson, at Doug Robertson AJC on Twitter and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Atlanta United 4-3 winners at San Jose. They'll host Real Salt Lake on Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving arts scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.